We're back with Corona Sphere 22. Catch Woo. 22. There's hey. a catch in everything. Oh. Oh. I think that needs a toast. Lift. Separate. Fill. Oh. Woo! Yeah, that's Man. A, that's a better one, huh? Tar Nation. That's, yeah. That tastes like the real deal, my, my brother McCoy. Yeah, I went from the bottle to the can with the little thing in it. Woo! Well, I think, you know... Hey, are we doing this? Are we doing this? Doing I don't this? think I could sing this one with this. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be a hot... It's a hot weekend, my brother. What are we... I'm going to need some shelter. I think we all need a little shelter. Don't you?
<laughs> oh my hand, I got blisters on my fingers. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, you know, it's one thing to play that on electric guitar, but I'm I'm here to tell you. And then I drop my pick midway and you got to keep picking. Is that a That's a pick. Is that a je Oh, is that a Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Sheets, Sheets pick? pick? No, the Jeff Sheets pick. Oh. A big shout out to Jeff Sheets. He's one of the great uh Christian metal guitar gods, I guess, which is kind of a contradiction, but uh you know, I had one of those one of his picks for years. It was this big pink thing, you know. And I went, "Where in the hell did I get this?" you know? And then finally I saw him at Cornerstone. He had his own booth set up. And I went up to him and I said, Jeff Sheets. I said, I'm micro of the 77s. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know, like he tried to pretend like he knew who I was. And I said, I've had one of your picks for years and it's my favorite pick. It's so thick. And, and he says, what's your address? And he gave me it. He sent me like, you know, 20 or 30 of my. Wow. It was the coolest thing, man. He was so nice. I we got our picture taken and everything. Yeah. So awesome. anyway, Jeff Sheets. All right. Jeff Sheets. Okay. Well, and that was an interesting twist of a start. For yeah, the show. it was. A little <clears throat> and bit and what's the, what's the story behind the choice of "Give Me Shelter," Mike? Well, I mean, do I need to say? You know, it's like, aren't we under siege in every way? And the song just just asks the questions. You know, it's like, you know. We're in deep trouble and we need shelter. You know, that shelter could be a lot of things and really it's up to you uh, where you're going to take it. But love is a kiss away, so give us a kiss. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, I didn't want to talk about it, man. You made me talk That's about well, it. You know, you're, you're a thoughtful person and you have, you have a nice way of speaking. On occasion. <clears throat> On yeah. occasion. Well... Uh, with that in mind, we're going to do the last song that Mark Tootle submitted to the 77s officially. In fact, at the time that this was released, um, it was a demo. It wasn't really a finished tune. It was the last thing the band worked on. Probably the last thing Aaron played and Jan played and I played in the studio. And uh, I finished it. I had the lyrics. And we finished it and put it on Sticks and Stones. And it ended up becoming, you know... I don't know if it's a fan favorite, but this is definitely a, a song that I like a lot. It's an in, it's interesting compositionally, like all of Mark Tootle's songs are. So you want to try with that? What is it? A, a two beat? This ba 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 ba. Okay. Some 
That's the first time I've I've ever actually heard that. the song or played the <laughs> and song. That I've encountered it physically. Wow, it's yeah. a great tune. Very cool, man. I've, 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 uh, I think me and Dave Lenhart went and tried to play that uh, once on a tour, and uh, it was, it was really great. I mean, you know, some of these things. Uh, I know. I don't know why we've never played. I don't know. You know, that. it's like it's obscure. You know, that's part of a great function about this show, is that we are digging so deep into the catalog because bands and artists fall into this kind of, I guess, bad habit. Not all of them, but. You find things that work and you stick with them for a, sh a stage show, you know, right. because you don't want a lot of things you're stumbling through. And you can rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, but there are some tunes that just aren't going to have that stage staying power, right? Which is, well, it's crazy. But, that but, this, this one would totally would have. Oh, totally. See, and that's the thing is I think I get intimidated sometimes by the fact that I haven't played it. The parts sound complicated, but when you actually go in and you peel it back, you realize... This is a piece of cake, yeah, and it's yeah, easy to make it's it not, sound it's good. Not a, not a really stressful range or anything. And about uh, it. it's not like I get a lot of requests for it, but uh, it's one of my favorite little lost ditty kind of things, you know. So you're, yeah. So that's going in the. That's going, that's in, going the, in the new book. That's going in the new book. All right. Oh dear! Now we have a thing. <laughs> this has been heavily requested, and I can't believe we haven't done it in 22 shows. Uh, Gosh, this has an interesting get, uh, gonna, story. Um, so Mark Proctor, our first drummer for our f the first four years, and hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Shout out to you. We know you watch the show. We love you. Your great work. Your great, great work, work Mark, Mark and your Proctor. contributions have been enduring. And this, this was one of the last things that he and I wrote together. And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to record it with us, but. Uh, he had all these lyrics about bells and buzzers and sirens and horns and he brought ringing in his head. Yeah, he wrote all these words and handed it to me and I don't remember how how much of the music idea he had. I don't remember. It's been a long time. It's been you know thirty thirty eight years, you know thirty seven years. I don't know what, but uh, somehow I turned it into a kind of police sort of thing. Which I didn't mean to do, but they were they were just you couldn't get away from them at the time, yeah. you know, and we everyone around me admired them i most of my friends were bigger police fans than I was, but uh you know, let's see. <laughs> Just uh, give it a brush up. So, how are you going to play this one? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, it's got that intro. You know, it's got that. There's the rock thing, the rock intro thing, but then the boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's I'll, almost I, like a. I think I've got that. I'm trying to remember how the intro goes in my head because it's, it's just a rock beat. You know, it's, it's so flushed out. My head. Well, the guitar starts it. Okay. Once you start, I'll know. Okay. And then you come in with a pop, 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 pop. You know, with me. Okay. Uh oh, I hear I hear I hear the dogs coming in. Well, Chuck wagon. Yes, yes, that's right. Remember wagon train or what was that? What was that food? There's four dogs that live here, and they're awesome. And what's great about that? You know that would have made a great segue to a dogs team we're gonna do later. You know. You know. Well, what what happens is, my sister when she opens the door in the back. Yeah. 
they come tearing down the hall and they, you know, total chuck. <laughs> it, it is the chuck it's wagon. It's like commercial. the chuck wagon thing. And we can really, we could film it because they're, they're good to go, man. As soon as that door hits, man, they'll come down and give us a shot every time. <laughs> and they're just all over one another. Oh, it's that'd awesome. be great. Oh, you don't need to do any of that. They'll, they're just heading to the door. They're no, good. I'll fly some stuff in. Oh, fly a chuck wagon. Oh, an animated chuck wagon. Excellent. <laughs> Was that That's the name of that dog did, food? Anyway. Do they still make that oh, stuff? Man, that used to be one of the most. I thought it was. What was the most popular one? The well, gravy you know, train. Gravy. That's no, what I thought but, it was. No, but that that Chuck Wagon commercial was a kid completely captivated me because I. Yeah, because wouldn't it disappear? Would go and disappear it would into disappear into the thing. Oh, into gosh, the thing. You'd go look. I'm for... like, oh, I wanted that so bad in my house. I wanted the little Chuck Wagon. <laughs> what a great waste of five okay. minutes. That was. So how does this thing start? Okay. Gotcha. Let's see. All right. I haven't played this on acoustic. Let's see. Moments with a sweet spot, some 
don't do it. There's not. In the back end. No. Gosh. Well, I mean, there is. There's a bass solo. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a kind of a thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Do, 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 do. We yeah. skip that. Yeah. We've played that many a time over the 25 years you've been in the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. We've played this a number of times, probably more in the earlier days than the last several years, but it keeps coming back. It's sort of a cyclical. Now, didn't we kind of, uh, did we, did we segue that with, or, or mash that with Driven to Tears or something like that? Well, I know that we played Driven to Tears a, a couple times with Aaron. I don't remember playing it with you, but I, if you say we did, then we did. And oh, I don't, yeah. we could have made a mashup. Yeah. We, in fact, that's that's what I. Yeah. I think when we played it with you, that is what we, we turned did. it into. That right. Oh, jeez. Well, okay. you know, Oof. man, I strained my nads on that. Oh. I haven't. Uh, this you is know, a beautiful song coming up here. Oh yeah. Well, this one is this, an interesting uh, this, story. This is a Phil Madera, Derry Doherty song. The lovely and talented Derry Doherty and Phil. You know, and Phil. But they he, were in Ireland. They wrote this in Ireland. The lovely one of them Derry Dory. Yeah, I think that uh, I don't know if it was Phil or Derry. I think Does it was Derry. Watch this show. He should. Derry, if you're not watching this, you know, your soul is in danger. Um you know, he had had a friend pass away and I just lost a very good friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. Suddenly, without warning, you know, when someone's sick for a long time, it's almost like you're expecting it. And in some cases, you're hoping it happens because they're suffering so much. In this case, it was just like he sent me a, a, a gag you know, message on Facebook. The next day, I'm reading Facebook, and his sister's you know, saying all these things, and I'm going, no, no, this can't, this can't be. Huh? John Steger, good friend of mine, Dan Wick's brother. Well, he, and he had sent, he, he sent. Well, he and I had been for the last ten years. We send gags. You know, I have a certain group of gag friends that you yeah. send little films to, and and he and or sometimes he'd chime in. and We'd talk for hours, and you know, this great friend. I mean, and just then he's gone, just gone. I'm going. I don't get it. You know, it's like where do you put? How do you? He's all right though. He's all right, but. We're not, you know, it's like, I don't know how to feel about it. So anyway, Derry wrote this song because of a similar situation. He was looking at the Irish sky, looking at the moon, and just, you know, letting it be, you know, a thing, you know. So I'm going to see if I can do this. Normally he sings this. This is not something I've sung. I smiled at the moon Underneath the midnight Irish sky Heard the whisper of a comet Passing by Tonight I smiled at the moon My tears are dry for now I've come as far as I can Down the highway of my reckoning With the passing of a friend 
tonight I smile at the moon Underneath the midnight Irish sky Heard the whisper of the comet Passing by Tonight I smiled at the moon My heart is aching still But I am learning to roll Up the river of my reckoning With the need to carry on I smiled at the moon Underneath the midnight Irish sky Heard the whisper of a comet Passing by Tonight I smiled at the moon The sky is filled with stars and I am learning to see through the window of my reckoning that what will be will be tonight I smile It made me think of you Tonight I smiled at the moon Nice. Beautiful tune. Very. Whenever you guys get together, man. Was that was that you or is that Derry and Phil? Derry and Phil wrote it. Man, Derry but, and Phil. Yeah, Phil Madera is one of my favorite songwriters. Um, we don't feature a lot of his songs on here, but uh, we're going to be featuring more as we dig deeper into Kerosene Halo, which is something that we've had a lot of requests for. So uh, I know uh, we'll get to your request soon. And Phil contributed a lot to the last album we did together, and uh, some of the best songs I've ever had the, you know, privilege of recording. Um, he did a lot of collaboration with different people, and we'll be shouting those people out. But now we're going to get to one of my favorite songwriters, who we've been honoring and featuring on this show uh, for the last several weeks, Terry Taylor. You know, the the thing that Gene Eugene, I, I just want to say briefly that working with Gene, when he would sing a song, he would sing it in such a way that he ends up owning it in every way except the copyright, you know. It's kind of like when Chet Baker sang My Funny Valentine. It's like he owns that tune, you know. Sinatra had ones like that. Any great singer. And Gene had a way of making you believe 
that he wrote and embodied lived the song. And this is one of those. He did, as far as I know, I, I don't follow these carefully, but Terry recently did a post where he said Gene brought him the music. And uh, he said the music was evocative, that it, 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 it was bringing to mind someone who'd been accused of a crime that they didn't commit. And that's the character in the tune. Uh, this is uh, yeah, this one. long been one of my favorites, especially in light of what ultimately happened to Gene. You know, so many of the songs that he sang had this longing of uh, another world uh, about them. You know, someone about to check out and leave this place. And it's just kind of strange how that was what happened with him in an untimely way. And these songs now even have more meaning to me than they did when he first sang them. It's called The Last Testament of Angus Shane. Bruce, you played this with us on the tour. In the morning they'll hang me For a crime I ain't done I know I'm a sinner But I never killed no one Lord, be with my children And dear Sarah, my wife Comfort their sorrow Oh, I love them more than life Oh, I've read the good book Found comfort and peace I'll not fear Even though Death is near still I would do anything I would give anything To go back home Home, sweet home I'm a ghost in a daydream Unfettered and free Pass right through these fences My sweet Sarah runs to me Worked hard for a living Was honest but poor I paid my debts And I have You regrets Still I would give Anything I would do Anything To see My home Home Sweet home Again 
pray for the fathers, the husbands and friends, false accused, whose last request were refused. They cry, I would do anything, I would give anything to see my home. Yep, that's a piece. Well, on that note, um, mm. we're going to go to a time when, uh, you know, I got to see Bruce Springsteen about five rows from the front of the stage at my school at University of Santa Clara on the, uh, I guess it was the Born to Run tour, I don't know, it was the Actually, what it was, was he had a, some kind of skirmish with his manager and was not, the manager blocked him from recording at the height of his newfound fame with Born to Run, you know, I mean, he was blowing up. He was on the cover of Time and Newsweek. Wow. They were saying the future of rock and roll. I've seen the future of rock and roll. It's Bruce Springsteen, right? So he's just doing great. And all of a sudden, his manager decides to start in and somehow must have had some kind of lawyer blocked him from recording new music for three years not just six months wow. or you know three years i didn't know about that at all oh it was heavy and what it forced him to have to do he kept writing you know how he is he writes just prolifically he had already written the whole you know darkness on the edge of town album at the time i saw him which i think was 1976 so he was already playing most of that on stage when I saw him. He would not release that album for another two to two and a half years after I saw him do the whole thing on stage. So what he did was he went out and toured like a madman for three years. Just He said, all right, if I can't put the records out there, I'm going to bring it to the people. And in a way, it by the time darkness hit then, it just, you know, kind of like Elvis going in the army, you know, he just picked up where he left off. And I saw... When I first heard Born to Run, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like the sound of that husky voice he had. You know, I just went, wow, you know, it's, he's good, but his singing's no good, you know. And then, but I started listening to the production. It had that Phil Spector thing, that Righteous Brothers thing, you know, Brian Wilson thing. And I'm going, you know, there's something in that. And I just, I bought the album and I just fell for it, man. It was just like, I get this now. His voice is okay. I can, I can get with it. So... After seeing him, I decided, man, how do I get any of this in you know, what I'm doing? I wasn't doing anything at the time, but when we started the Scratch Band and then eventually got to record, I had a friend I was writing with in San Jose, and, and he, he, had this, he had this thing, you know, he, he went... Look at me! You know, like that... It went. You know, and I heard this, and I it went on for like ten minutes, and I hated it. I just hated it, but I couldn't stop listening to it. Do you ever have something like that? You guys relate to that, where 
someone either gives you a tape or maybe someone puts a record out and you're hating it, but there's something that keeps drawing you back. So eventually, I sat down and just said, you know what, I'm going to turn this into something that I like. And I still don't like it, but it ended up becoming a thing that we did on our, we did on our first album with the whole production thing with the Spectre thing and the castanets and, and I you were telling me earlier today you thought Mark Proctor's drum oh, performance yeah, was... Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, this is Mark Proctor. Yeah, once again. Great drum performance. Excellent. And, uh, really, really, really easy to listen to over and over. Great track. Yeah, this is one of those it tracks... Wow, I mean, I remember it going by, but I, I didn't remember concentrating on it. And I've, been, I've had a great time with it. Now, I hope I can... <laughs> Okay, I think I can do it. So, yeah, it's just.
I thought that was ambitious with the whole band. Oh. You know, Scratch Band used to play that. Mark Proctor. Mark Proctor. I mean, I tried to, you know, I tried to do what I could with it. <laughs> it was great, man. You know, that's back when we had Toodle playing that keyboard bass, so I could have Jan playing the Springsteen, you know, the big Dwayne Eddy parts. Yeah, you know, if you'd have just had like a... I had 12-string, electric 6-string. One of the little mallets. Oh, well, yeah, you'd have had Lauren or Ryan. Yeah, well, they had a, uh, a glockenspiel, like a keyboard glockenspiel, that guy had oh, that. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. he had this thing, and it was it was cool, man. He, Roy Batan, I think was his name. I can't remember. Awesome. Well, this brings us to our the hymn show portion of the show. Yes. And, uh, and, and be oh. sure to uh, keep your eye out yep. for the uh, hymn show collection. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going uh, along quite well. Uh, we, uh, any inquiries, just, um, you know, send them over to Doc. I think we're going to be putting that out on the Mezzo Music LTD site. Yeah. And we'll let you know the more, uh, closer we get to it. And, uh, I think Mark Harmon might be joining us. He, in fact, will be joining us. He has all the tracks. Yeah. He'll be playing bass. Who we'll knows? Yeah, he'll be Who knows what he might acoustic. pick up? He might pick his banjo up. You know what I mean? Man, that would be great. Yeah, I, oh, he took that with him. He should have left Ooh, it yeah. with us. That, that thing is pretty cool. I played first time I played banjo in my life was on a record, and it was his banjo. Oh wow! Although I think he played. Well, yeah, he played on one of on at the beginning of the Lutheran hymn. I had him track four. Four tracks of him playing, and it's, I wanted it to sound like four, like, you know, guys in the back of a, an old church in the middle of Arkansas somewhere. So he did that. Well, now he tracks, he'll track like four guys in the middle of some house in North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> right, that just got blown over somewhere. by a hurricane. Yes. I've checked his place out on Google Earth. Is it cool? Yeah, he's got some woods around his place. He's not far from the ocean. Yeah, I always he always sends pictures he's of me good. on the beach. I think he's doing that to torment me. He's good. Mark is good, right? Yeah, here. man, he's living the good life. 
while we're burning up here in, uh, you know, 109 degree, Gosh, no kidding. Yeah. you know, yeah, we've got like uh, Arizona temperatures going on right now. Man. And I mean, then the air just cleared up from the fires. I wouldn't say that. Let's. Well, I think it's back to normal uh, smog summer. Yeah, I mean, but it, it was it was real bad. It was so bad that it was unhealthy. All right. Um, well, um, I'm going to, you know, while we're recording certain hymns, I want to perform ones that you are familiar with that, that we have released in one way or another. I'm going to do a couple ones from the It's For You live album uh, that I, you know, it, in many ways, what Bruce and I are doing now is a, is a continuation of what that tour started, where Dave Lenhart went out, and I went out without a set list. All I had is a peachy folder full of lyrics. A lot of songs, they were just requests, and people would just ask for stuff that I had never played in my life, and I would just do it. And this was one of them. It's a Hank Williams tune. Uh, he, Hank didn't write it, but he recorded it as Luke the Drifter. He had a pseudonym that he used for um, gospel tunes. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, he did very well with it, and this was one of them. It has a recitation in the middle. My father used to play this for me. You have this record. I know you're a Hank Williams fan because wasn't that the first music you ever, popular music you ever heard? Second 45 I ever bought. Yeah, what, what was it? Uh, it Kalijah. Jambalaya. Jambalaya, yeah. It's funny, that was one of my first records too. So that says a lot about how Bruce and I, you know, have ended up, you know, working together. It's like our, we cut our teeth on the same records, you know. It's kind of weird, but... <laughs> Beyond the sunset, oh blissful morning, when with our Savior heaven is begun, earth's toiling ended, oh glory dawning, beyond the sunset. When day is done Should you go first and I remain To finish with a scroll No less than shadows Shall ever creep in To make this life seem droll We've known so much of happiness We've had our cup of joy but memory is one gift of God that death cannot destroy. I want to know each step you take, that I may walk the same. For some day down that lonely road, you'll hear me call your name. Should you go first and I remain, one thing I'll have you do. Walk slowly down that long, long path soon I'll follow you in that fair homeland we'll know no parting beyond the sunset forevermore oh man that's quite a, quite a handle you had on that got a little it seemed a little. You lose your. It's easy to lose it your was way. A little misshapen. Yeah, it's a little. It's easy to lose your way. Yeah. And well, the original was twice as long. The to, the recitation was. It starts with the recitation. Well, it seemed, well, I, I well, just truncated it because well, you know. There was some. 
I'm a drifter, man. Yeah. Luke the drifter. He would just drift through it. <laughs> All right, let's do something that's a little bit more organized than that. All right. That was just setting up this next tune. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, okay. So in the 1980s, uh, a group of guys came through our church we were working at called Ever Call Ready. It was Al Perkins. Chris Hillman from the Birds, um, David Mansfield, who played in the Alpha Band, played with a lot of other people, and uh, Jerry Sheff, who played with Elvis and the Doors. Wow. These guys did this. Uh, I know I'm leaving someone else out. I think Bernie Ledden from the Eagles was in it. Wow. And they came to our humble little studio and made this album. And I got to hear some tunes that I had never heard in what my they Ever Call Ready. Kind of a strange little name, but they made a really one-off, great bluegrass album. Wow. And uh, you've never heard that? It's a trove. Oh, dude, if you haven't heard that, I, I haven't need sat to, and listened. I will dig my vinyl out and digitize it and make a, a CD for you. Digitize your I'm going to digitize. I'm going to digitize it. For me. For you. All right, here. This song is uh, you're familiar with if you've got the It's For You album. Um. A little quicker. Quickly the days that are numbered pass by. So quickly the days of God's judgment draws nigh. So heedless of danger we're living today. God's love and mercy we're throwing away. Men are so busy with worldly achievements. The mercies of Jesus they daily downtrod. God in his heaven He must look down in pity On those who so carelessly Forgotten their God Well he warned of dangers That lie in their path but they heed not his mercy, only kindle God's wrath. The pleasure of this world is their only care. For where you find pleasure, their hearts will be there. Men are so busy with worldly achievements. The mercies of Jesus they daily downtrod. God in his heaven, he must look down in pity on those who so carelessly forgotten their God. Well, he said that his kingdom was not of this world. 
So what is the profit of silver and gold? So cheap it will seem on that great judgment day When fire and great heat will melt it away Men are so busy with worldly achievement The mercies of Jesus they daily down trod God is heaven He must look down in pity On those who've so carelessly Forgotten their God On those who've so carelessly Forgotten their God Ever call ready? Ever call? Ever call? Galdong ready? I think we're getting <clears> the one more. Buddy. We got the one more. You want to do the? Uh, this the, is do the, do the recitation of the tip jar recitation. Oh, the tip jar recitation. Yes. Well, thank tip you. Jar recitation. You guys have been very, very uh, gracious and generous, and uh, we would ask for more of that, just because we need it. Um, PayPal is Mike at 77s.com if you look at your link on on our in the window there uh, it's a longer link that will make it more immediate like you hit it and it literally says pay and you just go boom like that if you have a PayPal account uh, Chris is going to do it at the end yeah, and Chris will do it at the end and uh, we have a robot that puts it in every so many minutes on the on the webcast that you're watching right now you'll see it probably pop up any minute um, also for Venmo, which I think PayPal owns them. Really weird. Yeah, they have two companies they compete against oh each God. other. Uh, Venmo, it's at the at sign, you know, at micro seventy sevens, which is M I C R O seven seven S. And thank you again for your generosity. Uh, you know, twenty two weeks of this. My goodness. Yeah, your support really makes a difference. It, it does. I mean. We're not just doing this for money, but we are doing it for you, and uh, we thank you for helping us out. So we're, I'm going to do it. We're going to do a tune now by Charlie Patton, the great father of the Delta Blues, long before Robert Johnson, long before uh, Blind Willie Johnson. There was Robert Patton. No one knows if he was black or white. Uh, his life was a mystery, but he came up with some of the most profoundly astonishing. Enduring works of the Delta Blues, and this is one of them that I recorded on my. Uh, well, we're all gonna face the rising sun album. I didn't one take. I literally was watching a TV show, went in the bedroom with a little, one of those little ball, you know, snowball mics, yeah. plugged it into my computer, hit record, did it, and got back in time for the show to start. Nice. I'm going home, going home going home and I may never never see you again we're going home going home going home 
Lord, I meet you on that other shore. I got his word, got his word, got his word. And if I never ever see you anymore, I got his word, got his word, got his word. Spencer, this is Doc Love. Until next time, so long. <laughs>